This is the stupidest idea ever. We're all going to die. Welcome to Dollar Cinema, your monthly movie podcast where we cover films that we have never seen or specifically notable and weird, funny, or strange ways, which I think might all cover this film. I am your host, Josh Borboni, and joining me as always, Kyle Hyman. Kyle, how are you doing tonight? You no, know, Josh, I'm quite swell, and I think you're right. I do think that this movie incorporates weird, funny, strange and so much more altogether. I 100% agree. We also have a very special guest for this holiday-themed episode, Mr. Lucas Rosie Cheek Rose himself. Hey, just, just one cheek. That's really weird. I might want to get that checked out. Yeah, and I also spelled it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know who I am? Rosie Cheeks. There we go. I got it. Uh, Lucas, how are you tonight? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Glad to be here again. We're glad to have you back. I don't often get that that uh, request to come back. You know, <laughs> usually they're they they've gotten wise by that point. So, well, I'll be honest with you. Fooled you not to yeah not to um, be this guy, but when Kyle and I often talk about what we're doing for Dollar Cinema, and we talk about having a guest, you are usually always the first person Aww. that we think about asking because we we know that we can have a good film uh scholarly conversation course <laughs> yes yes well hopefully hopefully we can do that for you tonight dear listeners yeah we'll see. Say, dear listeners. we'll see <laughs> yeah that seems to always be the question of like are we watching a movie or are we watching a film and if we're watching a film <laughs> yes. we're like we should try to get lucas and if we're watching a That's movie right. we're like Anyone Who else cares? will do. Anybody? <laughs> Not that every all the other guests aren't wonderful. We really appreciate everyone else who comes on, but that tends to be our, our breakdown. Yeah, nice. I mean, it comes down. Donnie is horror, even though you could easily be horror as well. Horror transplant. Lucas's sure. film. Kevin Austin is John Wick or Fast and Furious. And <laughs> Seth is book films. Yep. <laughs> nice, nice. Hey, don't so get me wrong. Down. Well. I, I like a good, you know, speed or point break or whatever, but, uh, yeah, you know, you get changed <laughs> after going to film school. You're not allowed to like movies anymore. You can only watch the Criterion Collection. That's it. <laughs> That's, well, they're getting a little bit better with what they're adding. But anyways, we're not here to talk about the Criterion Collection. Kyle, what movie are we here to talk about? Uh, so we're watching that little gem, uh, Anna and the apocalypse. Ah, yes, a good old a Christmas movie. Yeah, we'll go down in the books with Die Hard as is this a Christmas movie? <laughs> <laughs> we may I never think know. undeniably, right? Undeniably, yeah, undeniably, this is a Christmas movie. Right. All right. So before we get into it, uh, let's jump into uh, our Patreon. Thanks, Kyle, if you don't well, mind. Yeah, for sure. Well, obviously, you know, 
because of all you wonderful patrons, that's the only reason this show exists. So we really do appreciate your support over on patreon.com slash PSVG. Uh, and some special folks that are going to get a little shout out today include Edwin Callow, Chris M., Devin Tyus, Joe Wilson, Josh Barboni, who's that? Ooh. Nick Creature, Paul Calico, RJ Kern, Stephen Keller, Zach Adams, Michael Taylor, Trucker Sloth, Brolin, Jason Carter, and of course, who can forget? Horse Girls 69, still the best name. Everyone else, you can work on it if you want to, but I, we appreciate you nonetheless. Uh, thank you for supporting us. Uh, we we truly do um, appreciate it, as I've said three times now. Uh, and, and we hope that you enjoy this dive into Anna and the Apocalypse. Horse Girl 69, kicked by a horse yesterday, got her booster today. She is a one sore lady. <laughs> wait, did Ouch. she get... Wait. She got kicked. No, Sunday. Okay, Sunday. Like, what what like, day is it? What day like, of the week is it? How many days is she getting kicked by horses? Goodness gracious. No, just Sunday. Sorry. I just lost track of all space and time. Uh, all right. So assuming Lucas has his notes up, Lucas, are you ready to go over the I cast? Have. No, no. I those show been. notes. <laughs> oh, no. I don't have show notes. Oh, I did send them to you, but this is oh, something I, that yeah. I should have asked you before we started recording. So. I'll, you still have fun facts. I'll, I'm going to cover cast for you. And then I just make sure you have it up for show notes at the end. Fun facts, I mean, not show notes. Man. Ugh. Anna and the Apocalypse. Anna and the Apocalypse. Cast. So, director, John McPhail. I don't know if that's a pseudonym uh, or not. <laughs> uh, his other, his first feature film was titled where do we go from here uh that is a movie that i think is british i have not seen or ever heard of uh and our stars are ella hunt playing anna shepherd she is now or has since been in dickinson on apple tv uh, and i don't uh, i think she may have done other things but i think that's what she's most notable for malcolm cumming as john sarah swire as steph Christopher Laveau as Chris Wise, Marley Sweet Sue as Lisa, and Ben Wiggins as Nick. Now, usually we go into like, you might know this person from this movie, but you you don't know any of these people. <laughs> no. <And> that's okay. <laughs> and apologies to any of our UK listeners. You might know these people, but we we don't. And we're just going to stick to our um, Americanist uh, <laughs> ignorance. <laughs> I do feel like this is a good point to um, to say that I made a couple of observations about some of these actors. Oh, um, like uh, physical appearances and stuff? Attractiveness? Yes. <laughs> yes. So Ella Hunt is like a knockoff Anne Hathaway. Oh, um, no. Poor Ella. You know, I tagged her <laughs> that we were covering this. <laughs> and uh, who played, I don't know what the guy's name was, the evil principal or headmaster or whatever. Uh, Christopher Laveau, I think. Chris what? Yeah, I don't remember what his uh, name was. Let me I, see. I had a hard time picking out anyone's name besides Anna. Anna, obviously, because it's it's in the title. Well, whoever yeah. it was. Principal he looks Savage. like a notch. Principal Savage. Uh, looks like all a K. There you go. Well, he all looks K. like a, a knockoff Gary Oldman. So, okay, <laughs> like with a, a bad with bad like a uh, like fake fake facial hair. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what it was about him, but like 
I felt like in another timeline, he would have been played by may at least in this character. I don't know if he's dressed up or what, or if he normally looks like that, but uh, yeah, definitely could have been played by Gary Oldman. Well, I think Alejandro looks like a British Anne Hathaway, and I think she is mm. very attractive. Hey, I didn't say any, I just, <laughs> that's, I said, that's who she reminded me of. So, I um, mean, whether take it good or bad. Yeah. The guy, uh, Paul K who, you know, played the principal, he actually played Thoros of Mir in Game of Thrones. Whoa. My <sighs> mind is searching for Thoros. He was one of the <laughs> red priest. There he is. Thoros of Mir. Oh yeah. He looks absolutely nothing. Like right? that person. I good know. for him. That's a pretty good character actor. Yeah. Wow. He's totally wow. badass he in this does show. Does not look like Gary Oldman at all anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so wrong. But yeah, you can see it. You can see it there. Yeah. His yeah. eyes and such. But well, great job to uh, Paul K. Look at you. That's his name, right? Doing Paul stuff. K. Yeah. Cool. Well, look at this. We're learning things as we go. Okay, Kyle, let's hit us with that sweet, sweet plot. With the zombie. Were you in chocolate rain a second ago? <laughs> well, I was trying to clear my throat a little bit to try to, you know, make my announcer voice here. So, okay. Here we go. When the zombie apocalypse hits the sleepy town of Little Haven at Christmas, teenager Anna and her high school friends have to fight sing and dance to survive with the undead horde (laughs) (laughs) teaming up with her best friend john anna has to fight her way through zombified snowmen santas elves and christmas shoppers to get across town to the high school where they'll be safe spoiler maybe not but they soon discover that being a teenager is just as difficult as staying alive even like an 18 year old at the end of the world <laughs> so there you go there's your synopsis this is what's fun about these synopses whenever we cover a movie and we have to read the synopsis it is almost assuredly 100 inaccurate to what the film is that we watched or yeah. it's incredibly too short and inaccurate but like i feel I like know. It, <laughs> it's very exaggerated you know yeah like she they didn't have to, they had to fight to survive 100%. They did not have to sing or dance to survive. No, I think it they chose from, to it. <laughs> from the survival part. Yes. I also don't know that they necessarily had to fight their way through zombified snowmen, Santas, and elves uh, to get to the high school. They pretty much just get right to the high school. <laughs> well, no, I mean, there's we'll, we'll get to it, but there's a little yeah, bit of a process a little, to get there. Bit. Uh, this is a film when I pull up the synopsis. I was very surprised at how long it was. It's real long. Uh, compared to some of the other films we've done. So, of course, I say this every time, but we're going to read a few paragraphs. You guys can interject whenever you want, but I'll read two or three paragraphs, and then we're just going to cover our thoughts and opinions on what I just read, and if it's accurate. Cool? We all good? Great. Sounds Let's good. jump into it. The film starts in a small town of Little Haven, England. Anna Shepard is being driven to school by her father, Tony Shepard, along with her best friend, John. Anna turns off the radio as a news report airs on the outbreak of a possibly deadly virus. But of course, this is all being played very casually as if like, 
<laughs> we want you to be clear that they probably did not hear. Yeah, what they was don't on care. The <laughs> right. Let's turn off this arguing. drivel. Yes, and and she's in an argument with her dad. Um, and John accidentally lets it slip in front of Tony that Anna is planning to go traveling instead of attending university. And that's that's college for American people uh, <laughs> after high school. Yeah. Uh, once they get to school, Tony tries to talk to Anna, but messes up when he brings up her deceased mother. What a dickhead. And Anna coldly tells Tony she can't wait to get away from him. So it's a pretty easy, normal setup. Uh, there's a little bit of content between the father and the daughter about he's he's afraid to lose her, so he brings up her dead mother to try to scare her into staying home. You know, typical as you do father daughter conversation. <laughs> um, in school, we meet American exchange student Steph. What? That's not. Where? That's that's never specified. <laughs> she does have an American accent. No. She speaks. Yeah, she speaks English. English, like our English. She doesn't have an accent. Oh, I guess that is true. Now that you say that. Yeah, she's she talks total normal. Um, I would say. Uh, Midwest, not Midwestern, uh, East Coast or West Coast English. It didn't even occur to me that literally, like this it was is very to obvious me. to me because I was like, "Wait a second, we got, we start the film with British people. We it, we meet a girl who speaks uh, American. I guess I'm just going to say, and then immediately we're introduced to someone who speaks Scottish with a Scottish accent. So you got, yeah. I was like, "Where is this school? <laughs> is it in Hogwarts? Because <laughs> there's a lot of different accents going on here." So in school, we meet Steph, who is American, uh, whose car keys are confiscated by the sadistic new headmaster, Arthur Savage, played by Paul Kay, which we just learned earlier, since she parked on school property. John is seen getting bullied when he's not around Anna. Well, (laughs) this is a weird disjointed synopsis, but this is what we have to work with. All three of them. This is a lot for how much more there is to go. (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay all three of them express a desire to get away from their current lives in song a song called break away uh not the one you're thinking of Anna goes into the auditorium to meet her friend lisa who is performing in the school christmas show that savage is directing he is utterly obnoxious to the students <laughs> and is nearly knocked off stage by a falling star prop foreshadowing uh, during lunch, Anna and John sit with Lisa and her boyfriend, Chris, and the two can't keep their faces off each other. I feel like this is like someone's uh, Amazon.com review of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> from uh, what I remember, written from yeah, memory. They're like, ah, I checked. What's that website that tells you if things are safe or not? Uh, Common Sense Media? Common, yeah, I, I checked Common Sense Media and did not mention two people making out all the time. <laughs> Uh, they watch as Anna's douche ex-boyfriend, Nick, <laughs> looks at her. Uh, Chris and Lisa know that John is in love with Anna, so they try and change the subject. Mm-hmm. John starts to sing about how someone like Anna probably won't see him the way he sees her. This is a song called Hollywood Ending. You know, I really feel like they are attributing a lot more depth to this story than what I <laughs> picked up, because... While John is the most friend zoned friend zoner ever, and I yes. feel really bad for him, 
I didn't feel like that relationship was like super clear for quite a long time. Cause I'm like, yeah, are they brother and sister? Cause they're in the car together. And it, it, it felt like they may have been brother and sister. And then it's like, Oh no, they're friends. Or are they boyfriend and girlfriend? Right. Cause like it was never super clear to me where they ended up on that spectrum there. Or maybe all three of those things is what they are. <laughs> hey, that's an interesting new twist. I'm surprised it's not in the synopsis. Well, I don't want to, I'm not trying to defend who wrote the synopsis, but I feel like I have been in John's shoes. So for me, it was very clear his role. <laughs> I It became increasingly clear as, yes. as things went along, but I think it took me a little bit longer than this to figure that out. Yeah, and this, well, a spoiler is this isn't one of those movies where the she's all that thing happens where she realizes she's in love with the best friend. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. Which is okay, because that's more like real life. Yeah, I was glad that didn't happen. Weirdly in a zombie movie. Uh, (laughs) So uh, John starts to sing, yeah. So afterwards, Anna finds Steph outside trying to get into her car. Anna tries to to be helpful, but Steph drives her away when she accidentally tells her. At least you don't have a mother that nags you. And then, of course, we are all, again, reminded again that Anna's mother is dead. <laughs> uh, pretty, like, not too long after it was first brought up. <laughs> and, it, you know, uh, so since Steph was uh, essentially dropped off in Little Haven uh, um, while her parents are vacationing in Mexico, where she believes to be because they can't, handle that she is a lesbian and Anna walks away as Anna walks away she brushes up against a zombie see I didn't but she get doesn't that. recognize she just bumps because she starts singing right yeah this she, bumps is a, into she has the her Zambi. headphones in right or no yeah, no yeah. no no this is before because she was leaving the yeah. school yeah okay uh, yeah, she bumps into the zombie doesn't even realize it was a zombie and just keeps walking as right. you do uh, the school holds a show that night while Anna and Chris work at the bowling alley. Lisa sings a highly suggestive song that shocks the parents. It's called It's That Time of Year. I love this uh, part. She's just... I thought it was great, actually. <laughs> it is really good. It was very good. And like Anna's dad is, gets like is get, gets the joke before the, the musical director does. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, she's disappointed to find that Chris did not make it, but his grandmother did. Right, which I guess is important. <laughs> Savage watches the display from his booth with Tony, who is the school's janitor. I can relate. Man, good for you. I would never be a janitor in my son's school, though, so I don't think that that's good. <laughs> don't no. work where your kids go to school. Especially Just at that age. Don't put yeah. yourself in that position. Don't put them in that position. Uh, Savage attempts to rush to the stage to stop the song, but Lisa manages to finish. <laughs> anyone you get it oh i get it Tundra. oh, <laughs> oh I, get I, it. We, we understand we understand josh <laughs> i just want to make sure that i gave the <laughs> listeners time to uh, marinate in that <laughs> outside a zombie is attempting to break into the school savage warns them to go away or else when the zombies keep banging savage opens the door but finds nobody outside is that a double entendre as well which part? The zombies banging. <laughs> zombies don't bang. Cut. I'm just asking. <laughs> they don't. They don't have the need 
They only went to eat each but other. But what if they did? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> In the morning, Anna decides to put on a positive attitude, embrace and embrace the day. All while she is un, no, unwittingly experiencing a zombie apocalypse around her. Which yeah. she fails to notice as she's singing, turning my life around. This is the part with the headphones on. where Yes. She's, and she's walking part, through her neighborhood. Very Shaun it, of the Dead. I was just going to say, this is the part that reminded me the most of Shaun of the Dead. And probably anybody else who watches. Yeah, very Shaun of the Dead. Um, except at least she has a good excuse to being oblivious. Because she's singing and not paying attention. And... and uh, Shaun of the Dead, they don't have a great excuse for not realizing what's going on. Uh, John joins in the song as the two meet at the cemetery. I really actually like this part. Like he's, they cut back and forth and they're both singing the same song and they're both coming at the camera in different directions to meet up. And they do this really like wacky air guitar like stuff. I really enjoyed that. They part. look like they were actually having fun as yeah. actors and as characters. It did look like a lot of fun. Uh, they make their way to the playground when they are spotted by a zombie dressed as a snowman. When they realize what's going on, Anna lures the zombie near her as she waits by a seesaw. And then she uses it to whack the zombie's head off, causing John to scream like a girl. <laughs> this this was the part that I was, because I wasn't expecting, I didn't watch the trailer or anything. I didn't know how much gore to expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was very... <laughs> at this point oh you know this is the first got me moment where it's like oh okay we're we're this is where we're at now because i mean you've got zombie movies where people get bit or whatever but then this this is like mortal Kombat levels of yeah of <laughs> fatality here sometimes so well and this is the kind of gore that i can handle because when it's over the top like it doesn't right. bother me right like this is the kind of stuff that is I am totally fine with because you're like, wow, that is ridiculous. And especially when we get to the bowling alley later and stuff happens. But yeah, I was like, you know, you saw some gore and stuff when she was singing the song, but it was all like kind of in the background. So I was like, I wonder like Mm -hmm. how much we're going to get into this because I didn't watch it really watch much of a trailer either. And then, yeah, this happens. The head goes flying and you have a fountain. (laughs) (laughs) Fountain just going. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's more army of darkness than it is evil dead. Yeah. Where it has more comedic value to it. <clears throat> okay, so Anna and John decide to head to the bowling alley for safety. They find Chris and stuff there, but Anna and Chris's boss has become a zombie. They kill her just moments before a whole horde of zombies starts to break in. Using bowling balls, pins, and a spatula, <laughs> among other things, the friends <laughs> kill off zombies one by one. Then they attempt to reach their loved ones, but finally have no reception. What now? When they was the toilet scene in the bowling alley? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it was a pretty long scene. So Steph kills a zombie with a toilet seat, which is pretty funny too, because it's very like over the top, blood splattering everywhere, and Anna's just watching in like disbelief, but also doesn't really mind that much. <laughs> well, so I was gonna say, speaking of Anna, uh, right before this, she denied that it would be that that was a zombie, the snowman. And yeah. that just bugs the crap out of me because it's like, <laughs> what do you mean? It's not a zombie. You just beheaded somebody, <laughs> but you don't think that this is a zombie. I don't. 
Well, Lukashi probably doesn't want to acknowledge what is happening. Possibly. The other <laughs> characters do, though. So I, I appreciate that they've like seen a movie and they yeah. know exactly what's going on. So that was a nice little like call out there. But it is funny that every zombie movie, there is this premise that zombie movies don't exist in the universe that the zombie movie is being portrayed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no one's ever way. heard of zombies. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Tony, Lisa, uh, Chris... Chris is grand. Sorry. I'm like, Chris Graham? <laughs> Chris is grand and other adults <laughs> are stuck at the school. Lisa tends to Chris, Chris's grants and she has a bad heart. Savage, however, wants everyone to listen to him, but nobody will since he's such a prick. <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> and why should they anyway? Like, they're all adults. They could leave if they want to. He's That's the headmaster. Right. <laughs> that's true. That's true. He just wants power. This yes. is a power grab as well. This is. Oh yeah. And then her friends stay at the bowling alley um, as it gets dark and watch as the army firebombs the town while they wish in song that they had their loved ones close. Human voice is the name of the song. I feel bad. Like these people are friends, but they're like, man, I wish I had anybody but you guys to <laughs> to have close to me. Yeah. I can yeah. see you best friend. <laughs> the following day, the friends see that even the army soldiers have turned into zombies. They use the inflatable pool in the place uh, as a means to get outside <laughs> without being spotted by zombies. The Metal Gear Solid plan of just yes. hiding yes. under. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the clip you heard at the beginning of the show. Uh, the friends are then saved by Nick and his buddies, uh, the roving douchebag gang, as I call them. <laughs> Um, as they have been killing zombies left and right, which he takes the time to brag about in song called Soldier at War. I had a problem with this song. Oh, you did? I, I liked, <laughs> I like it. I like the song. Can you please tell me the problem you had about this song? <laughs> in song form. <laughs> uh, and you hear a little bit at the beginning, in the clip at the beginning of the show, uh, the Soldier at War song. And it's really like, it sounds badass, right? It, I do feel like the song could have had more oomph because it's kind of delivered fairly straightforward. Like there's not a whole lot of feeling, but hmm. the visuals that go along with this song are so slow and yeah. plotting. It's supposed to be like this real action packed, like sequence where they're kicking zombie ball left and right. But the timing, I don't know if it's the timing of the actual, the way it plays out or the editing or what, but if you watch a lot of the time in during this part, they're just standing there singing, which seems weird because I feel like they should be fighting while singing. But really, yeah. they're just kind of standing there singing about soldier at war, not actually kicking much. But I mean, somebody uses a PlayStation controller cord, yeah. for goodness sake. Like, what is happening? Yeah, it's it like the, like it's it like the Expendables slow motion thing, but no explosions or killing. It's just them walking slowly. Yes, in the, in the flying V. <laughs> well, and it's really funny too because like one person has like I don't know like some sort of like claw like knife things. One person has a bat. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the other one, you're right, has yeah. a video game controller on a cord, and the last <laughs> one has like two watermelons. It's like what what is going on with like these weapon choices? Like I just don't understand what's happening. Uh. Yes, I thought that I you know. Where you found a problem, I thought it was very hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I just, yeah, I, I like the it's song. Okay. I film just... school, not film school. <laughs> I didn't say I hated it. I just felt like it could have been better. Yes, I, I am teasing you um, to great enjoyment. After slaying a few more zombies, both groups hide inside a Christmas tree shop. They find more zombies in there. Actually, I thought it was pretty cool. It almost played off like a maze um, room, which I thought was fun. I, um, they go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say, okay, so they go to this Christmas tree shop. Help yeah. me understand why cutting through that shop was going to get them to their destination faster. Like, how big was this shop that they would have had to go around? Because right. when they're cutting through it, it doesn't seem that big. But they're like, <laughs> oh, we'll never make idea. it by night if we don't go through this. Why? Yeah. Why won't you? <laughs> because story know. reasons. <laughs> yes, Sto- plot, 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 plot. <laughs> Uh, they find more zombies in there, of course, and they uh, they feast on Nick's friends. Good. Forcing him to join Anna and her friends. Yeah, they just get, like, we don't ever see them get turned or anything. We don't nope. even see any, like, threat, I don't think. It's just he turns around and boom, there they are. They all go. I mean, controller cord, watermelons. Right. For there you go. There's yeah. your answer. <laughs> see, the, your criticism is met with, like. Uh, hey, I can. I can still criticize. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying your criticism was valid and it was met with validation. They died oh, trying you. to use a PlayStation controller and water notes. <laughs> but I wanted to see the pain on their faces as they realized where they went wrong. <laughs> yes. Uh, back at school, Savage has nobody on his side. Of course. As the zombies are now close to breaking in, he declares the school is his and he opens the doors. Which is, I mean... The ultimate psychopath move, right? The ultimate villain move. He turns. John pushes Anna in a cart when he drops a hint about potentially getting with Anna. (laughs) She obviously (laughs) doesn't want to be with Nick. It's a great time to do it. Uh, However, Anna makes it firmly clear that she views John as her best friend. You're more like a visibly disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know I can tell you anything. I love like you, my just not that way. <laughs> they join their friends as they run through a store to fight off more zombies. Just when it looks like they're in the clear, a zombie comes up from behind. And to I'm imagining your surprise and mine, it bites John's hand. What? No way. <laughs> the best friend is going to be a zombie. No. As it was... It was the slowest moving zombie ever, too, <laughs> yes. by the way. It's like, and I hold my hands out, three, two, one, and I got bit. I did notice they did dis- they did decide to portray zombies in this movie as just generally slow moving. Yes. It wasn't mm-hmm. this. The hordes. Yeah. And it was actually like, there was even points in the movie where uh, they could stand far enough from zombies and they would just let the zombies play like slow and not moving at all until they were had attention drawn to them. Yeah. And I don't know if that was like their choice of how they wanted their zombies to act or if that was just something that they wrote around to well, make I think the they scenes took a lot of liberties with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there were multiple times, like the song we just talked about previously towards the end of the movie where they just like are delivering like big chunks of dialogue with the zombies coming towards them. But they're like, wait, yeah. we have to get time to get all this dialogue. in, so or everyone just slow down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's definitely something I noticed. 
Uh, as more zombies approach and knowing he is already doomed, John carries Anna through the group of zombies to get her to safety while he resigns his, to his fate and is taken by the zombies. I like that part. I was yeah, probably was the great closest job. to a like emotional upsetment that I so far got from this right? movie. I hope. I hope you get more emotion towards the end. <laughs> um, Maybe not. <laughs> I think this was the the one I didn't expect the most. Yes, I, I didn't guess expect we'll it, it either. Way. Yeah, I didn't expect it either. Uh, Anna tearfully tries to save John, but Nick pulls her away. <clears throat> the friends make it to the school and find most of the adults are now zombies. Savage hides behind a counter as he draws the zombies' attention towards the kids. Now, having lost his mind, as he plans to maintain total control, he sings a song. Nothing's going to stop me now. Not the song you're thinking of. <laughs> the friends fight their way through the zombies while also trying to hide. Steph joins Chris as he finds Lisa hiding in a closet. Sadly, Chris's grand has passed away since her heart gave up. But he is just thankful she didn't become a zombie. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, the three... Then go to look for Savage's office to get Steph's car keys. She manages to get to the office after crawling there, and she ends up recovering her keys. When she tries to get back to Chris and Lisa, the zombies spot them and attack. Steph makes it to safety, but Chris and Lisa both get bitten. Bitten? Did I really enunciate that? Bitten. <coughs> uh... They hold each other lovingly as they spend their final moments together and Steph tearfully watches them and escapes. This is kind of a funny moment where in Sweet, where these two young kids who are just at this high school like relationship are in this room full of zombies and they um, I think is it uh, Chris? Steph and Chris. Yeah, Chris turns on the TV, puts on his like student film he filmed and it's very clearly the b-roll from the movie because it's just like behind the scenes uh, interactions between the actors and they play it and it distracts the zombies so the, the zombies are distracted by the tv so the two of them realizing they both have been bitten decide to dance together uh until you know one of them tries to eat the other one <laughs> but look, whoever turns first he finally made something that meant something there you because go. <laughs> it allowed Steph to get away. Like, it yeah. had meaning. There you go. Nailed it. Nailed it. Anna and Nick go to look for Tony and his dad, if you're not keeping track. Because <laughs> I'm just saying a bunch of names. Uh, they talk about why they broke up. And Anna says, it's because Nick acted like her feelings meant nothing. And that he just doesn't care. Nick then reveals that he had to kill his father. <laughs> so... There's this conversation between each other and he's like angry that, about her and she's, she's like, he's like, ah, just cause we had sex doesn't mean you had to stop talking to me or whatever it was. And she's like, I didn't stop talking to you because of that. You stopped caring about me. And he's like, I care about you. I care about lots of things. I had to kill my own dad. <laughs> <laughs> like what, what a weird jump. <laughs> <laughs> he's making it all about him classic it's a little yeah it's another forced movement. foreshadow i mean i appreciate foreshadowing uh they do it good sometimes and this is a bad uh example i think of of using it. 
Uh, but it's fine. Like, I get it. Like, they're trying to also show, like, this kid is still a kid and he had to kill his dad who turned into a zombie. And that sucks in a world full of zombies. Um, and that his father requested that he do it and not disappoint him for once, which is, you know, a real good douchebag dad making his own son a douchebag move. Yeah. So now you can kind of sympathize with the bully a little bit. Explains a lot. Yeah. And then the zombies break in and attack. <laughs> Nick stays behind to fight them while Anna goes to find her father. Uh, Anna finds Tony, her dad, again, uh, in the auditorium, but he's been tied up in Christmas lights by Savage. Uh, by the way, Anna's dad is about three times the size and weight of Mr. Savage. So if we're going to try to pick a plot, some plot points, that's definitely one that I noticed was uh, a little awry. <laughs> uh, but maybe he caught him. Maybe he got the jump on him. Um Savage tries to bring more zombies to get Anna. Anna grabs a pointed candy cane. She doesn't grab it. She's had it for about 40 minutes now uh, and gears up for the ultimate showdown, as they call it, uh, with a song called Give Them a Show. She takes down a few zombies before heading to the stage to save her father. Savage attempts to create more trouble, but Tony punches him in the face. Savage then tries to sneak up on Tony, but Anna drops. Okay. This is skipping a lot. Also, I feel like I should mention we haven't actively said this is a musical at all. <laughs> and I'm just realizing that now. So whenever I say a song, that means that this is a they're singing a musical song in the fashion of Rent or Hamilton or anything that you would know as a musical. Um which probably I should have explicitly said that <laughs> at the top of the show. Um yeah, there's a fight between the dad and Anna and Savage at the state on the top of the stage while the zombies just kind of stand down and watch everything. It's hard I guess they to can't get up on the stairs. The yeah. <laughs> Have you tried? Which is fine. I'm okay with that premise. That's fine with me. Um, she fights the headmaster a little bit. She gets her dad. Well, actually, no. She gets her dad free. The headmaster does not try. He's he's then he. Uh, asked for a group hug, uh, which was weird. Yeah, and it's real <laughs> weird at the end. And then they have a little bit of a fight, and he tries to constantly backstab and his dad to the point where he even breaks open like a whiskey bottle, tries to stab him. This is then finally where Anna is able to drop the star prop on Savage, knocking him into the zombie crowd, where he is gruesomely devoured. Anna tries to take Tony away, but he reveals... He was bitten in the leg. Anna breaks down, understandably, but Tony holds her as they spend one last moment together and sing a song called I Will Believe. He tells her to go on with Nick, even though he doesn't like him. I was never quite fond of your boyfriend. He's not my boyfriend, Dad. Uh, to be safe, uh, he tells her to go on with Nick, even though he doesn't like him, to be safe while he waits for the inevitable. Uh, he does imply at a point that well, Anna does imply at one point that she might want to kill him. <laughs> and he looks at Nick and Nick goes like, no, don't let her do it. Like, clearly, I just described 10 minutes earlier how horrible it was that I had to kill my own dad. So you should just turn into a zombie well, and be miserable. <laughs> well, and I mean, she shouldn't go through that pain if she doesn't have to. She could just walk away. Oh, 100% agree. Yes, yeah. okay, she shouldn't do it. So but he sh- he could have killed her dad so he didn't have to become a zombie. 
True. I mean, he's already killed his own dad. Where will the bloodshed right. end? Right. He's him? the dad Nobody killer. Knows. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know how to do this. I'll think. I'll meet you outside. <laughs> uh, yeah, he tells her to go on with that, Nick. Um, Annie and Nick leave the school as a bunch of zombies start to close in on them. Slowly. They sing another song, uh, which they didn't put in here. They list all the songs but the last one. Um, but, of course, as the zombies are slowly creeping in, they are saved in the nick of time by Steph in her car. As they drive away, we see that John, Chris, and Lisa are all... Now, I did like this. They gave all of the characters their own little zombie scene. So you could see... You could get a like a reminder that these are the characters that you were following and now they have passed. They're not doing much, but, you know... There was actually a nice little scene with the... Um, uh, Chris and Lisa were there... Like they're zombies, but their fingers touch and grab for a second. Yeah, as they pass each other, or like John, implying some type of sentience. Or John, John turning on his on Christmas lights. <laughs> stupid sweater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, while Tony stares at a photo of Anna before succumbing to the same fate, the three survivors of Anna, Nick, and Seth then drive out of town, unsure of where they'll go to now that the world is apparently doomed. As they make their way out. We see a Merry Christmas banner flying through the wind. And I have to admit, they got me good at the end. Yeah. Because as soon as the banner passes by the screen, just right in your face as a zombie Santa just like yells at the camera. (laughs) You remember that awful car commercial fake ad from the early internet days? Yes. Yes. And then all of a sudden the zombie just screams. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. And then I couldn't scare- safely watch a video ever because I was like, something's going to jump out of me. Oh, yeah. Your friends are like, oh, you should watch this video. It's really funny. And you're like, come on. It's just going to yeah. scream at me. Yep. Can I just okay. say how easy it was for them to get in that car so they could leave? They are surrounded by the most amount of zombies they've ever been surrounded by. Closing yeah. in. They're right next to the car. And then at some point, they were just able to get <laughs> around that car and in it without getting grabbed or bit. Yes. But her dad dies from a bite to the leg. It's well, so unfair. I mean, he's going to die. If you get bit, you die. That's the case. And I mean, you should get turned into a zombie. So You don't necessarily die. <laughs> where do we think they went to? Like They do don't you... know where they went to. I mean, the next town. Because <laughs> uh, that's always like, I just I was trying to think, I'm like, hmm, where do I think they end up? And I just don't know England well enough to know, like, where's It's the... very small. Yeah. Big Ben. <laughs> they just go to Big Ben. <laughs> Yeah, what's the tallest structure no, we could think you, of? <laughs> you would avoid London. I would imagine if you're yeah. them. The first thing I thought of was gas. So what I would do was I would drive up to the first dead zombie and take their wallet and then go and get gas. I think you mean petrol. Petrol. <laughs> I would go get some petrol um, with their credit card. And I would fill the tank with gas tanks. I know that's dangerous, but you gotta get you gotta plan on traveling. <clears throat> and I think the first thing you do is go to the next I, I would call them a state, but you go to the next country and just hope that it's only England that has been affected. You so know, you go to Spain. <laughs> so do you ever wonder, you know, speaking of the petrol thing, do you ever wonder about the fact that we call gas gas, but it's a liquid? 
That's a good point. No, I don't. I don't ever think about that. <laughs> if I'm I've never be thought about it, just because it's one of those. Sometimes it's like one of those things you just accept, and then you never yeah. think about it again. But it is a good point. Yeah. Well, it's gasoline, and we I call know. it gas. I know. I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. call it well, fuel just to make everyone go. just call it fuel. <laughs> fuel. <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay, so that is the end of the film. What did you guys think of this movie? Anyone. You can, who, you, whoever wants to go first. Kyle, you go first. Okay. Uh, so this movie <laughs> I thought was good, is what I will say. Uh, there are times of this movie that I really enjoyed. I think overall... Uh, the acting is pretty solid. I think Ella Hunt actually is great in this film. Like, I think she does a, a pretty fantastic job. Uh, and even her emotions at times where you're like, well, that's kind of ridiculous. Like, she seems, she's very believable. She's uh, crying in the last song while she's singing it. Yeah. Uh, I think the music is good, not great. So the, you have a whole lot of things that are good that come together yeah. to not quite be greater than the sum of their parts. So I enjoyed this movie. I think it is a good movie, but for me, it doesn't quite jump over the line to great. Uh, Cause it's one of those things that were like, there are zombie movies that do the zombie part better. There are musicals that do the musical part better. Like, sure. And all sure. of those things just didn't quite come together where, you know, they're going to be not quite as good as they could be if they're focused, but still overall a fun, it's a good sit. Like it's an enjoyable thing to sit down watch. Josh has the, album i think he's holding up right yeah, now Yeah, the vinyl record <laughs> yeah so you, that's what you could have held up if you said it would tell us how you felt about the movie yeah so clearly josh must love it uh but yeah so i think it's really good i don't know that it's a great movie um uh, but yeah i enjoyed it i would watch it again in the future um i think for the certain person i would recommend it but i don't know that it's a like definitely not a universal recommend uh, but Lucas, what did you think yeah. of the film? I mean, you nailed that part right on the head. I, I had it in my notes that, you know, it's a it's a musical. It's a better musical. It's an OK zombie movie. But I thought it was a terrible <laughs> Christmas movie, honestly. Not not in the sense that is it like a Christmas movie or isn't it? I just felt like the inclusion of Christmas really was kind of like, I don't want to say an afterthought, but it didn't have anything really to do with. No. Yeah. The, the story other than, yeah. Other than like, wouldn't it be cool if she had a candy cane and killed people with, or zombies? With when it? people um, ask if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, I say it is a movie that takes place during Christmas. It is just as much a Christmas movie as it is as Nightmare Before Christmas is. Yeah. Well, and there's definitely movies that have nothing to do with Christmas that can remind. Oh, that is cool. That is good looking. That's a nice looking vinyl. <laughs> Uh, no so one can see it, but you guys. A vinyl rock there. Um, God, that was awful. Uh, there's yes. definitely was that a British that, accent? <laughs> I, I was an accent, not the one I normally have. Um, there's movies that aren't in during, like, don't take place during Christmas that can certainly remind you of Christmas. Uh, this one won't be one of them for me. Uh, but I just felt like uh, there. Like you said, there are definite weak points in this entire film. Uh, the choreography in general, just like not necessarily the the dancing parts, but just with the zombies, the way it's edited, um, the end song. It didn't feel like they were in danger at all. Right. Uh, it's suggested just based on the way that they kind of give up and then the car shows up. But like as a viewer, I never feel like these people are in danger, really. Um, 
And I think that kind of goes throughout the entire movie. Even when people are getting bit and stuff, it just the way that the movie has been put together, whether it's through direction, choreography, editing, there's just something here that shows that they don't normally do action movies or zombie movies. Um, It doesn't feel the way that the walking dead or something like that does. And maybe it's unfair to compare it that way, but you know, you've got three genres here. That's a lot to take on, especially when it comes to zombie genre, which has a lot of excellent entries to compare it to. Uh, In the end, I was left feeling like, how did anyone die? Like, how did anyone (laughs) die during this? Because as I watch this, I'm just like, like I said, it just doesn't (laughs) feel dangerous enough as a zombie movie. So I think it did the musical part for me the best because I did appreciate the music. Not, not like you said, Kyle, not great, but good. I thought it was entertaining for sure. I would three out of five for me. Oh, what? Dude, you jumping the gun, dude. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, cut that part out. I'll do it again uh, later. We don't um, cut. It's all. We, fuck it. We're doing it live. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that, uh, like, as far as my wife, who doesn't like zombie movies or scary movies or anything like that, I definitely could see being like, well, hey, let's watch this one because it, it yeah. doesn't feel threatening. Um, and, you know, has that music musical element that helps mm. kind of broaden the um the audience well for me i love this movie and (laughs) i love it for probably i don't love it because it's a good film or movie i love it because it reminds me of the movies i watch when i got into movies it reminds me of evil dead it reminds me of cube it reminds me of scanners it reminds me of these movies that were like trying to do too much weren't a critical success, but were so charming and original that they just become the unintentional cult film. Like you, you can watch a movie and know when they're trying to do that. And I don't think that this movie tried to become a cult hit. I just think it was just another cheeky British comedy um, that was maybe uh, taking some inspiration from Shaun of the Dead. Uh like at least for sure with some of those like town scenes, like walking out of the house and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you guys. I don't think it does anything great. Uh, I think every, I, th- I think it does uh, a few things good and everything else fine, but I really just like the charm of the movie. And I, and I do think that all the actors were great actors, even like, the guy playing the headmaster, he played this guy perfectly as a crazy psychopath. Like, and he, he develops that character in a weird way, not like a typical way we see in movies, but um, I really think like going over the top and maybe even playing more into that musicalness of it really lent to his character development, which I guess is not much of character development, but going from dickhead to psychopath. You know, he was always a psychopath. He just didn't know it until the end. Um, so yeah, I really, I really enjoy the movie a lot. And I, and this is the first time I did, uh, I, I've ever saw Anna Hunt, Ella Hunt in anything. 
And I'm just like infatuated with her. I think she's really a great actress and charismatic. And even though she might be a low rent Anne Hathaway, I think she's still um, uh, very interesting and talented. So I keep telling my wife, I was like, you should watch Dickinson. It's like trying to like weasel my way into getting it, <laughs> watching a chick, chick flick show or whatever without feeling guilty about it. <laughs> uh but yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. So now we'll do our one to ten. I know you like to do fives, oh, but we boy. do a one to ten scale or one to or on uh you can do Rotten Tomatoes and do a hundred percent. Uh we'll just we'll work it out that way. For me, I'll make it easier on you guys. I'm at a solid eighty for me, and I know that's high. But I'm okay with that. Yeah. Not as high I bought the, as I, I bought the vinyl. I bought the vinyl for crying out loud. So, <laughs> so I'm like, definitely a big fan of it. <laughs> 80% is I'm buying the vinyl. 78% is mm, well, if it was I mean, I'm I am a little picky on vinyl, especially like having to seek it out. But yeah. I like the music enough where um uh, I actually just like the songs individually on their own. So I'm okay with having that. Um like in my collection, they were surprisingly not Christmassy. There was like really just the right. one, and then the rest of them yeah. were, yeah. So, so it I does... was okay with that. Yeah, that is good soundtrack. Uh, I think I would be at a. This is what's hard because we've never really identified like what the numbers mean. No, we don't. The numbers don't mean anything, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I would be somewhere in like the sixty-five range, like a six and a half. Uh, it's solidly good. So whether that's a six or a seven to you, like that's where I am with this movie. Uh, I yeah. would definitely watch it again. Uh, I don't know how like regularly I would put it in rotation, but I could see myself <laughs> once a year, kind of this time of yeah, year. Every Christmas. <laughs> yeah, just kind of returning to it after I've watched Home Alone and everything else a thousand times. It's like, well, we'll just watch something a little bit different. Um, and yeah. it wouldn't surprise me uh, if I listened to the soundtrack from time to time, just because overall, like I said, songs are good. So yeah, yeah. I think probably, yeah. like I said, about a 65, six and a half right in that ballpark. Nice. Uh, I, I guess I'll kind of split the difference a little bit. Uh, maths. 6.875222222 repeating. Uh, 775%. Let's just go with that. Nice. Uh, you know, I, I liked it. It's fun. And uh, like you said, I like the soundtrack. And who knows? I might end up buying it too. They're, they're catchy songs, man. They're, I yeah. looked up to see what else they had done and I didn't really recognize too much of it, but given their body of work and, and what the songwriters um, had done before, as far as like recognizing what, how much work that must have taken, uh, it's no surprise that they're catchy, they're hmm. poppy and, and good. So yeah, 70, what'd I say? 75%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice. what, and I ended up, you know what? I used some Google funds that I had to buy the movie because it was like four bucks to rent. And I will tell you, I rented it because I tried watching it on what was it, Pluto TV or whatever? Yeah, mm-hmm. awful crackle. quality. Pluto. Oh, Crackle, Crackle might have been good, but Pluto <clears throat> also had it. But I was just like, this, this looks like. Yeah, terrible. I bought it on Prime Video. Yeah, I actually also tried to watch it on Pluto and was like, this sucks. So I rented it. <laughs> okay, it wasn't yeah. just me then. It wasn't okay. just you. It's not just you. I think it, the aspect ratio was wrong too because yeah, when I, I started so. watching it, it was black bars and it wasn't yeah. like that before. So good. I feel better now. <laughs> <laughs> Burden lifted. All right, well, why don't you, why don't we jump into fun facts, Lucas? You want to sure. start us off? 
Right, it's time for Fun Facts with Lucas. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes score, 77% of critics thought this was a fresh pick. 62% of audience. Pretty surprising for me for usually like what feels like a cult hit movie. It's the other way around. around. Yeah. yeah. So um, box office budget, unknown. Ooh, mysterious. <laughs> But it grossed worldwide $670,000, or is that euros? Uh, who knows? But <laughs> If there's only if there was a way we could look it up and find out. Yeah. Uh, I guess if you don't know how it's much dollars. they spent. It's dollars. I looked it up. It's dollars. Dollars. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, if we don't know how much they spent, though, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. That could be. There's no way I, this movie costs more than $100,000. $100, yeah. That's. <laughs> I mean, just ask. Let's see. I would I would guess Anna Shepard or Ella Hunt is probably the. Was paid the most. But she was. I, I would argue she wasn't. She wasn't. She hadn't done anything before this. That's true. We don't know who this most is her breakout. Are I, I searched far and wide to find a budget for this film, and I could not find it. Mm-hmm. Not even through like box office mojo or anything. Wow. Yeah, I I would be very surprised if it costs over a hundred and fifty thousand. Plus, it's I a mean, British you... film filmed in England, and I would argue the the headmaster is probably the high, like the most notable character. True, being in Game of Thrones and everything. Yeah. That's true. Um, so you probably got paid the most. That's not a lot, though, to no. to gross. But if you're making six times what you spent, I'm sure they. I'm sure it was a success for them. Yeah. Do you want me to do the trivia too? Oh yeah, this is oh, all you, my nice. dude. Uh, the film trivia. The film closes with a dedication to Ryan McHenry. McHenry, who sadly passed away in 2015, wrote and directed the short film Zombie Musical from 2011, from which this feature film was adapted. All right. All right. I you think definitely he can... also did the music. No, he did not. Never mind. <laughs> so how did they have a oh a short film? All right. So you probably don't have too yeah. much music maybe one number in that then uh, one of the posts seen in the hashtag evac selfie bit, which I could totally see happening in real life after yeah. being on this rock for 35 years, you're like, how can people be so dumb? And then you're proven <laughs> that's proven every day for you. Uh, the uh, hashtag evac selfie bit was from Ash Campbell uh, mashup of Ash Williams, Bruce Campbell from the uh, evil dead franchise. Nice. I did not catch that. This movie has three versions, the USA cut, which is 93 minutes long, the UK slash international cut, which is 98 minutes long, and the festival cut, which is 108 minutes long. They figure everyone always thinks the US, they don't, they can't stick around for an extra five minutes. Nope, cut that garbage out. <laughs> yeah. If it's longer than 90 minutes, most people don't want to watch it. Two hours. But, but give me four oh. expendable films. I'll sit through all of those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stupid Americans. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have no patience. In the original cut of the film, there was a song called Which Side Are You On? Performed by school principal Savage and Tony, Anna's dad. However, the song was cut from all theatrical releases. Is it on, it's on the vinyl? It's on though? the vinyl, baby. Oh, snap. <laughs> 
cut from all theatrical releases and previous home releases on DVD due to pacing and to focus on the main group of kids. The song was reinstated in the extended version, Blu-ray, released by Second Sight Films. We did not see that version. No, we didn't. Uh, Many in the cast, including its stars, saw the film for the first time at the film's premiere at Fantastic Fest in Austin, Texas. Um, That's kind of surprising because I feel like in a small uh, shoot like like that. In the cutting room. Yeah. I mean, they don't often... The often in times that wouldn't be the case anyway, because the, the actors come, they do their thing and then they leave. But on a smaller yeah. film where you feel like family, I could see letting the actors if they were around. Uh, director John Mc- McPhail said that Anna and the Apocalypse was in- influenced by the film's West Side Story from 1961. The Rocky Horror Picture so- Show. I still need to watch that from 1975. Wait, 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 wait. I know. You have seen never seen Rocky Horror? I haven't no. seen it either. I keep I meaning to. Lucas will have to come back on the show. Okay, continue on, continue on. Uh, I, I, uh, I, October, Lucas, you're coming back at least in October. We'll watch it in October. Give me a reason and I'll watch it because I, I need did. to. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. All right, it's happening. Put it on your calendars. Uh <laughs> And The Breakfast Club from 1985, as well as the Buffy the Vampire Slayer musical episode, Once More with Feeling. McPhail also said that the film includes nods to the zombie films Night of the Living Dead, 1968, Dawn of the Dead, 78, The Evil Dead, 81, that's a lot of dead, The Happiness of the Katakuris, 2001. Never heard of it. No. And uh, Shaun of the Dead, 2004. The crop tops and short shorts seen in the film were inspired by the costume design in the slasher film Sleepaway Camp. Amen. 1983. (laughs) I love a good crop top. Thank you, Sleepaway Camp. (laughs) (laughs) The director's cut of Anna and the Apocalypse features an all new song to its soundtrack. It is the longest version out of the three by nine minutes. The new and mostly unheard song is about Paul Kay's. Arthur Savage, the nefarious vice principal, who wants nothing but the worst for his students. In the song, the characters come to the realization that he is far more evil than they had ever previously believed. In this version, these events happen well before there's any major reveal about Savage or even the final face-off. The addition of this particular song brings a much darker tone to the movie, which may have resulted in final decision to leave it out of the theatrical release. Hmm, I'd be interested in seeing that version. Me too. I guess I'm going to have to buy the extended version Blu-ray. <laughs> Ooh, not for Americans. <laughs> it's 108 minutes or whatever. 108 minutes, it probably costs the same amount of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, but does it have okay. a steel book? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I didn't change the notes. Uh, sorry. Okay, so let's do a... Musical number. Sorry, I'm writing and thinking at the same time. Uh, I'm updating our movie for next month. Uh, what do we think? We think we liked it. We thought it was okay. We're happy we watched it. So I guess maybe I would change something that we haven't done before would you recommend this to our listeners if they haven't seen it 
or someone in general who would you recommend this to someone who hasn't seen it that's a great question i think this is kind of like i said when i was reviewing it this is a hard like blanket recommend uh but i think if you are either into musicals uh if you're into musicals and okay with a little bit of gore or if you're into zombie movies and are okay with musicals, then I think, <laughs> yes, the, then yes, I think this is definitely a recommend. If you're just into like quirky movies, like I think absolutely. But if you're someone who uh, is much more just into like an action film genre or, or, you know, you only watch, you know, Marvel, Star Wars, like the big things, eh, maybe this isn't movie. This movie isn't going to be a great fit for you. But I do think uh, there is a good number of people who will enjoy their time with this film. I would say, I mean, I don't really like musicals that much. I tend to like ones like this where they're singing more poppy songs rather than like Les Mis where they're just like sing talking. That bugs me. That's Um, so bad. (laughs) I expected not to like Hamilton for that very reason, but I did end up liking it. (laughs) However, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just... It's just enough of each category to be uh, something that you can something that you can watch. And like, I don't feel like I would turn anybody off. Like I said, I could recommend it to my to my wife. If you're looking for the greatest zombie movie, no, Um, I would say there's probably as long the, the only person I wouldn't recommend this this to without feeling like I need to give the caveat that it's not the greatest film ever or anything, so I'm going to knock your socks off, would be like my film friends um, who tend to be a little bit more on the snobby side. But if you can – if you like to have a good time, it is a good time. I mean Shaun of the Dead, I would say, is probably a better – like something I would recommend first. Sure. But – you know, tailored to a person who likes musicals. Yeah, sure. I would recommend this um, pretty easily, actually. Okay, cool. Three out of three recommends. I don't need to say any more because you guys kind of uh, encapsulated my feelings. Nailed on it. it. Uh, great job. So uh, on our way out, a huge thank you to Lucas for joining us this month on Dollar Always Cinema. Always a pleasure. We'd love to have you. And... Uh, we'll keep inviting you, so you just have to keep saying no until you want to say yes. <laughs> well, uh, when are you going to do the Criterion Collection? Never. <laughs> well, well, I would be down for it, but... Well, this isn't that podcast. <laughs> we just did Anna and the Apocalypse. We're not doing the Criterion Collection. Okay. Uh, but you could probably, okay you could probably convince me to do a film in the Criterion Collection. Uh, I'll, I'll look at it. We could do uh, Seven Samurai. Um, yes. Anyways, I'm getting distracted. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us on this cinematic adventure. And, uh, Kyle, why don't you let our lovely Patreon listeners know what is coming in the new year? Well, in January, we will be finishing up the trilogy. That's right. We will be, well, trilogy for now i guess i should say for now <laughs> we will be watching john wick 3 parabellum with of course kevin austin returning uh, as he has with the other two john wick movies this is his first watch through of them so i'm excited to see what he thinks of parabellum that is awesome i just i do want to say on the way out we got this is the end of dollar cinema for 2021 next year i'm very excited 
We're going to have a bunch of films we haven't talked about. We're going to hit our one-year anniversary in March for doing Dollar Cinema. We have John Wick 3. Kyle and I already talked about we're going to do Power of the Dog, which is an interesting film on Netflix that we really want to see. Uh, we have Rocky Horror Picture Show lined up. <laughs> uh, uh, please stay tuned for a very special, exhausted, uh, Fast 9 episode that hopefully we'll be Kevin and I will be able to rope Kyle into doing with us. Um, and I'll say this, uh, if you, uh, have any films that you think we should cover, uh, send us a tweet. At, you can do it at board of the video games if at board of the VG, uh, or you can tweet it at PSVG as well, or put it in the discord and we will try to add it to our list. We have some exciting films, that we haven't even talked about yet that we want to cover next year. So I hope you guys have a great holiday and a good, happy new year. And we'll see you in January. Was I thinking this Disney Disney I'm way off script and losing the plot Things don't work out that way I'm not McConaughey turning the charm on calling the shots If this was a movie maybe she would be willing to share my world I'm starting to realize sometimes the nice guys don't always get the girl Cause no one ever tells you when you're young Love's not like the books, the films or the songs